welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life in the dwindling daylight. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And And today, today, a renaissance man on the river. It's true. Yeah, we're here with Reed Lustig. Reed Lustig. Did I pronounce it right? Lustig. Lustig, yeah. Okay, yes. (laughs) It's a a (laughs) pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you for joining us. Reed is a person you may know from the project The River Signal, which uh, we promoted two was it two or three years ago now. Uh, just about two. My oh my, yeah. that's, that's a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the episodes still up, very good content. Um, and uh, that was actually where I heard about Those Willows, too. That was the band that oh, yeah. uh, they had booked uh, to kind of play the, the, the party, the launch party. It was nice it was a launch party for a boat. <laughs> Which was cool. Did you guys take a bottle of champagne and like smack it against the hoe? No, I think uh, you do that when you name the boat or when it first hits the water. Right, yeah, as it goes down the ramp. Or yeah, so I think because the boat had already been wet, we weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You got to observe this protocol. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. that's the captain. I think he pr- um, prohibited really smashing the <laughs> glass okay. bottles. In. <laughs> All right. I mean, it makes sense. It was in a it was in a lot, yeah. so okay. that would make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, Reed was part of the River Signal Project uh, all those years ago, all those two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've, you've done a, a fair amount of bicycle camping in your day. I have. And traveling and touring and going mm-hmm. about. Uh, and you are also piloting a new program, uh, a new business in which you uh, repair bicycles. That's right. It's a mobile bike repair business. Mobile, meaning mm-hmm. you could go to anybody. That's the idea. I thought it meant because it hung from the ceiling. <laughs> can, like, it twirls about. Twirl about. <laughs> That'd be a great element to add to the show. <laughs> Helps me go to sleep, you know. It's a mobile mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanics dangling over your bed. <laughs> that's that's how I sleep every night. I don't know about you. I, that would help me sleep, you know. <laughs> we can fix that. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So we're, we're going to talk to you about your adventures and your pursuits in not too long. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, sir. Good to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we are enjoying beverages from the beer mongers. On Southeast Division and 12. Yeah, they are uh, perhaps Portland's finest bottle shop. And uh, I am enjoying right now, uh, it is this Mosaic India Pale Ale from Caldera that was in their bargain bin, the uh, little known bargain bin. The sticker on this one said one. And that's how much I paid for it. <laughs> that is probably the the cheapest you could ever find a beer there yeah no it's uh i mean they because they don't really do decimals no it's all uh it's more or less well actually no they do do decimals never mind i am i am mistaken but they don't i mean they don't really sell cheap beer true and the bargain bin the uh the ones the clearance the uh the ones they're getting rid of they don't do decimals for those ah yes so the sticker just said one as opposed to 1.00 that makes sense. Yeah. Got to save ink where you can. You do. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, honestly, it's easier to do the math that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, they uh, they are a good business. We went past them on Saturday. We did, like, our yeah. ride? Did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we, like, rung our bells and they were all outside. Yeah. There's a bunch That's of people. Right. Yeah, I was asking was Andrew awesome. what was happening there. And he said it was, it was a, uh, like, a, a bottle swap 
So, you know, collectors and maybe home brewers and that sort of thing. Oh, cool. Bringing their own product in and, uh, you know, trading and swapping. And, I brought uh, my Billy and, beer. Mm-hmm, check this out. Yeah. And so when we went past them on the Clever Cycles 10th anniversary ride, we said hello to them and they all said hello to us. I think there was like a coordinated effort to cheer all at once. <laughs> like a, hey. Yeah. 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 Which was pretty great. I was actually there just last night next oh, yeah? door at Aviv, which is a vegan Israeli food restaurant. Oh, yeah. That, and it's like two two doors down. Is that new? Uh, it is new. I guess they used to have a vegan hamburgers and fries restaurant. Yeah. Which uh, that would be the Portobello? <laughs> they, that was after Portobello. It oh. was the in-between transition. Right. Uh, and then the, the owner switched from hamburgers to Israeli which On is dime. different, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. right. I mean, hey. It's quite the pivot. Yeah. yeah. Good food, though. So go get a beer and then eat yourself some good food next door. Perfect, yeah. And as a matter of fact, the Beer Mongers doesn't care if you got food from somewhere else. You can That's bring right. it in oh, yeah? and eat it there. Yeah. So so I would recommend getting carryout from the from the restaurant and then taking it next door and drinking your beer from the Beer Mongers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's convenient and it's good. But, yeah, so we led the ride, the Clever Cycles 10th Anniversary Ride. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? Um, well, I rode the ride before. I don't yeah. know if you I You kind of you vetted that. the route. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was rumor that the elevators would be down. Mm-hmm. And so I had not to up. at least check that out. <laughs> yes. It, but, like, permanently and not, <laughs> not going up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a bridge there, and I believe it's uh, it's near a transit center. So it goes to Brooklyn neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it is not the Brooklyn Bridge. Correct. No, it's the, the, like the Lafayette, Lafayette, the, the Ryan yes. Lafayette Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I called it the Lafayette Bridge, and someone looked at me like, what is that? And I said, you know, the one that goes over the tracks, and they're you like, mean oh, the it goes Brooklyn into Brooklyn. Bridge. Bro- the Brooklyn Bridge. Right, like, yeah. That, I don't think that's really the name of it. It's not, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, we did a couple, cool. we threw a couple of screwballs at people on that ride. Um, I was surprised at the end of the ride how many people complimented us on the ride. And you were saying that's a, probably a good thing to go forward. Next time you're doing an organized ride, tell the ride leader, hey, liked the route. That yeah, was fun. Unless you, you, you didn't like the route. <laughs> yeah, then maybe don't say anything. Then you should betray yourself and say you liked the route because that's the polite <laughs> thing to do. Because, yeah, we live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> well, people can't take honesty, that's for sure. I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> um. It was cool to see Will Van Loo join us at That's the very right. end there. Yeah, yeah. He joined us post-elevators. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, we did make people go into some elevators, either that or carry their bikes up the up stairs. Because you know we have a thing about it stairs. Just, it just... Yeah. <laughs> did, we, did we talk about that yet? Just a little bit. Uh, uh, we probably won't talk a lot about it tonight. Uh, I released the uh, the ride-along audio. Oh, you that, did? Yeah, that you <laughs> I recorded. I haven't listened to it yet. It was great, yeah. Uh, I went through and pruned out a couple, uh, a couple you know, uh, details, just things people probably didn't intend to be shared. Sure. But uh, for the most part, you had this backup recorder... And you were recording people as they showed up at the last staircase, and right. uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun things happened that night. Uh, Ranger Tom was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt bad, like I bailed. I wanted to hang out, but I was just so beat, and I had the Prince ride the very next day, and I knew, you know, I was going to be up late for that. Right, one. right, yeah. So I, I think it was okay. I mean, everyone, everybody there was super cool, and uh, yeah. So, anyways, if you want to hear what happened uh, at the stair carry, we have that audio on the podcast feed. Yes. But for the, uh, did you hear about this one? No. Okay. No. There's a lot of a lot of carrying bikes upstairs. Uh huh. Yeah. 
It's not everyone's idea of a good time. <laughs> it's like the anti-Pedal Palooza ride. Right, right. But we did do, uh, for the Clever Cycle's 10th anniversary, there was a party to be had at 4, and we started a ride at 2 where a bunch of people got together and just kind of rolled around yeah. the neighborhoods. So I feel like we took the best pieces of uh, other rides that I've done and liked and kind of tried to mash them into this one. There was some pretty cool um, just kind of hidden paths. Yeah. In this ride that I didn't even know existed. I was glad to have done the route beforehand. Right. And you said um, that you had you had gone to a certain extent and then you had gone no farther. Um, well, I skipped the Reed campus because I got okay. on there and then the college the, campus, which it is private property. Technically, we may not have been supposed to be there, but yeah. they have really, really nice pathways. They do. And I think they're they out do. of session right now. Nobody should care. It was like their alumni weekend or something okay, going yeah. on there. Um, and the reason why I skipped it wasn't even because of that. It was just so much as like the directions told me to go a certain way and I couldn't figure out like how to get there. <laughs> like once I left, once I left the, the, whatever the green like line, uh-huh. I couldn't get back to it. Yep. And I was just like, ah, screw it. And I just got like onto the next street. Which is exactly what I did when I was leading the ride. <laughs> right. It's like, you know what? Let's bag this whole thing. We're getting off we'll just, campus. Yeah. Because it's getting difficult hills and get, making we people got, push we, bikes upside Yeah, we did stuff. some uh, some dirt grinding. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had yeah. a little bit of everything. A little something for everybody. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. And one of the things I enjoyed was that all the songs, I, we had my mobile sound system, oh, yeah. my mobile sound system. Oh, yeah. There was system. like some synchronicity going on. Yeah, so uh, I just pushed uh, random play, shuffle play on my iPod on a list that I had made at Eva's request. Eva from Clever Cycle said, hey, get some 80s dancey music. And so I put together, you know, here's some stuff. Let's just let it spool out. And a lot of the songs, I think, uh, lined up with events like... Like, I believe in miracles, but when we were hoping for a miracle fixing the chain on, yes. uh, was it Sam's bike? And then yes. also, uh, you know, Don't Bring Me Down from ELO played as we were taking the uh, the last elevator. elevator ride down yeah. to get out. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Will Smith's Summertime came out. Uh, it was like playing on the bridge as we were waiting for everyone to, oh, to really? get up the bridge. So uh-huh. I danced to it. It was fun. Oh, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good time. It was It was really fun. Uh, good to have people out. Good to see people. Uh, listener Patrick was there, along with a few other folks. So yeah, Patrick was fun. Yeah, um, he's always he's, he, made, he is a good guy and a fun yeah, a fun person to hang yeah, out he with. He made a fun comment about uh, how many bikes do you need? <laughs> the normal answer is what n plus one. N plus one. But he's says, married, and yes, so he said it's n plus two if yes. you're married. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, one more for each of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to Grilled by Bike. Yes, Grilled I by skipped bike, that which, one this year. Yeah. Many apologies, gentlemen. Uh, you can only do so many things in Portland's uh, <laughs> month of bike fun <laughs> yeah. called Pedalpalooza. But, uh, but yeah, if anybody hasn't heard of Pedalpalooza, you really should come to Portland some June for it because uh, everyone is volunteering to lead things, and it's fairly distributed. So, like, you know, there are literally hundreds of rides yes. yeah, that, you know, you like – you like spandex, and you like David Bowie, and you like uh, grape juice. There's a ride for that. So, um, and then there's like family friendly rides too, right? Where there's no grape yeah, juice. Where, there might be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, one of my kids on my route, I ran into them on a Sunday Parkways uh, this last Sunday Parkways. You mean the so, kids you drive for your job? Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. So uh, I gave his parents a copy of the Pedal Palooza <laughs> schedule and like highlighted all the family friendly rides. Nice. Yeah. He nice. Would, uh, 
you and your kid can go on these rides together. Well, there we go. Yeah. yeah. It's nice for there to be options like that. Yeah. So grilled by bike, for anybody who hasn't heard, is uh, it's a bunch of grills attached to bikes. It's so awesome. And people make uh, all kind, all manner of food, anything grillable, anything you can warm up on a grill or in a frying pan because we made pizza rolls yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like last year, the whole crew, they had started at like 1 p.m. or something, just like a rolling grill. And uh, last year, I got to join earlier on to this year had a party at my house uh, that we had to be at. And so I hung out there for a couple hours, brought my friend Carl along with me, said, hey, here, ride my bike and, and tow all this heavy stuff that I wanted to bring down. <laughs> I rode my tall and I strapped some extra beer on that. Don't uh, ever hang out at Brock's. He'll put you to work. <laughs> he'll, make, he'll make you ride his heavy bike. <laughs> uh, but I bought uh, some resupply supplies for the guys, and uh, we rolled down to, to the river where uh, we weren't camping out because that would be illegal. And right. that's against the law. But we napped. Not illegal is just partying all night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is basically what we did. Yeah. So the coolest part of Grilled by Back this year was that there was a mogul a uh, mobile mobile axe throwing cage. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so there was so a tell large me about this. a large wooden cause... target put together by Isle of Knutson. Uh-huh. He's uh he is actually in charge of this group called uh Portland, Portland Axe Throwing. throwing. Yeah. Yes. Which apparently is, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you hear about on Instagram or something. Apparently, like, was it is it Dublin axe throwing or something like that? Like, it's really big somewhere else oh, really? uh, in the British Isles or something. And, yeah, um, if you haven't done it, you really should someday. Just take an axe. And throw it? Toss it at a target. See where it lands. When you learn how to stick it, it's like, it's a good feeling. You're like, yeah. I have controlled the physics of this, you know. <laughs> Because it's ostensibly so, it it you know it's not shaped like it should fly well. It's heavy. There's only really one sharp edge. Um, but yeah, if you if you get the proper spin, you figure it out. Really? Yeah. So I used to be a Boy Scout. Oh yeah, and you were yes. saying that's what you do in the Boy Scouts, right? You throw axes. <laughs> you throw axes at things, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> why um, not? <laughs> no, there was like every year there was like this sort of like Pioneer Days kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where like people would dress and you know this is like southeast michigan so people would dress in like um french pioneer outfits and they would get their muzzle loaders right and, uh, and then there was like actual axe throwing competitions there you go right and, after the wife carrying competition <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> and the log rolling don't forget perfect. the log rolling perfect <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but yeah i learned how to how to throw an axe yeah. i would be interested to see if i could still do it you know right. what i mean always like 14 at the time maybe? yeah so uh, on portland there or on, on portland there is a facebook on facebook there's a portland group or a portland uh, in portland what there is, is facebook yes as in many other places <laughs> and you find portland axe throwing online and you can figure out what kind of where they're going to be next uh one That's of my cool. favorite parts so, was watching ilif guide these uh, these kids because we ended up at a different park the uh-huh. next day and they're like, you know, these 10-year-old kids are like, can I throw the axe? And so <laughs> apparently this is See, what... See, I would have said like right out, no. But no, you cannot. This is what Ilif does. Like he's this got this set up. This is his mission. He takes it to parks and sets it up. And like the parks department is like, hey, can you do this? Like these kids would like to learn how to throw axes. And so he's like, sure, why This not? is what I'm really interested in. Yeah. Is how, how did he like get this kosher with the parks department? Because well, you, you know Ilif. 
He's just a cool. He's, he's a cool he's dude. Very charismatic. He's like the most laid back and the most likable individual. It's true. In the it's world. True. Yeah. So like he he could show up with bayonets. You know, they'd just be like, oh please throw those. <laughs> I'll show you how to stick it. <laughs> so yeah. So that was I think my favorite part. Uh, my least favorite part was the fact that one cannot drink forever uh, and nope. feel the same. No, you cannot. So this uh, is this has kind of been a known fact for years. Well, yes, and it, you'd be surprised how easily it is forgotten. <laughs> I, yes. uh, you know, I, I won't say much other than the fact that today has been a very long day for me. Ah, yes. Well, it is a Monday. It is. Yes, it is for so. us. For you listening, it could be any other day. Right. Right. Insert name of day here. <laughs> Odin's day. Uh, yes. So yeah. Anyways, it's uh, that that was a thing that happened. The other thing I I did this weekend between the two events was at my house we had a shitty beer tasting party, and like this was, it was literally like for for crap beer. We got all know? like the worst brands, and we did a blind taste <laughs> test to try and figure to see out who was like who right. was, which one of the shitty beers which uh-huh. is the shittiest. Get rid of the branding and just see like which one do you like best. Did you have like a like chart going on we didn't have a chart but we had poker chips so we uh, assigned you know everybody got a certain number of chips and we assigned our uh, our votes using those okay so guess who won in a landslide like if you take all the branding off absolute shittiest beer Mm -hmm. take the brand off of it Mm -hmm. pbr well, it's the it is the most pleasant, the one that people like the best. Was, oh, it's in fact, the one that Abs everyone blue ribbon. It's the one that everyone liked. Yeah. I thought you were asking like which is the shittiest of the shitty beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, they, we also found out that uh, there are a few. Apparently, Rolling Rock uh-huh. is universally despised by all of the party goers uh-huh. at Saturday night's party. So uh, now we know. It's too bad because I really enjoyed. I I just learned about Rolling Rock like two days oh, ago. Oh really? It's <laughs> like oh this stuff's great. So wait, when you did the blind taste test, my one note and that it I came wrote, out, yeah, shitty <laughs> for Rolling Rock. Yeah, uh huh. And the and you had just discovered was, it, and you're like, oh, this I is was great. prepared to like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, apparently branding has a lot that's to awesome. do with it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. got a horse on it, right? It does. That's yeah, a, that's a big part of it for sure. And the can is green. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh yeah, it's it's really surprising, but apparently Pabst got the blue ribbon for a reason. Where did um what's the other like Pabst that Olympia? Uh Olympia is no, no, made no, no. by Rainier. Pabst now. Where did Rainier? Rainier um I don't think it won any distinction. I don't think okay. it had any n- nobody particularly cared. Uh yeah. So anyways, I thought people would like to know as uh you know, obviously Sprocket podcast listeners care about, you know, the subtleties in bad beer. Of, yes. Yeah. Uh, none of which can be found, by the way, at the Beer Moggers at Southeast Division and 12. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you do anything else over the week, the weekend? You did the Prince Forever ride. Oh, yeah. Prince Forever was so awesome. Yeah. And this is the uh, um, first year that it's kind of been... Well, I mean, last year it was in memoriam because Prince passed away last yeah, year. Last year was still Prince... Versus Bowie. Versus Bowie. Yeah. And the two rides, like, converging, which was just freaking huge. Yeah, and like go back and listen to that because that was such a fun adventure. Right. Um, this year it was just Prince Forever. Um, Lillian, who led Bowie, I just assume you know she was just like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Right. But um, uh, Diablo, who who led the Prince ride, still wanted to do it, and it was really cool. It it took a securitous securitous. It took a long way around. Yes. Um, Started at like ninth and Burnside, where the uh, Prince Shero 
is oh that's right there's a uh, city approved paint in the form of prints on the on a uh, bicycle on the bicycle yeah. symbol yeah. yeah have you seen this read mm, i think so yeah yeah cuz there's bowie downtown near uh, one of the auditoriums as well oh yeah yep. like on broadway uh, how to find that yeah that one's yeah that one's a little less known i think because it's on the west side how do you know uh, that it's bowie what's bowie about it it's got the the, the lightning stripe. bolt yeah ah, the lightning <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay yeah, that's the giveaway, right? And Prince just has like purple. It's and a hair, purple right? cape with yeah. Uh, I think he's got like an afro thing going afro, on, yeah. it, but he's got a purple cape with the Prince symbol on right. the cape. Yeah, wait, they've um, got the symbol is on the ground. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's they, a detailed arrow. Yeah, or a detailed pavement marking. Yep, it's all yeah. like thermoplast, like they put it down with the with the blow torches. Yep. Who, who makes those, by the way? I assume the city. The city does like The city's it. Department yeah. of Transportation. They yeah. must have a cool cat. Or yeah, me, they, the they, got someone, yeah. they got someone that. who knows their yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's uh, cool. the, the Bureau of Transportation, actually, because right. right. it's P-Bot. Uh, not, but a, not a department. Not the department, it's the Bureau, Yes, yeah, um, which has drawers. So we went. We started there, and we went to the Prince uh, mural. Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen this? No. Where's the Prince mural? I am fortunate enough. I get to drive by this every day. Okay. It's on 42nd and Prescott. Oh, gotcha. Um, and it, it's on this small little nondescript building that is behind a coffee shop. And, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have noticed it, you know, unless you were already sort of primed. Yeah. Um, I'll have to keep my eyes open I, next time I go past it. Yeah. I don't know how old it is. I must have driven by it for a long time before I knew it was there. Yeah. You know, Um but anyways, we so we took the long way around. We went like down almost to the waterfront and then like up Williams and Vancouver. Kind of all the way around the yeah. city, the east yeah. side of the city. Yeah. Nice. Did this big horseshoe. And then we blocked off almost all of like Prescott at 42nd and hanging out. Because there was um, enough of you. There was yeah. tons of us. And we all just did. Oh, man. This was like almost a spiritual moment when we rolled up. Like we stopped. And it was just like silence for a second. And uh, Diablo queued up uh, Nothing Compares to You. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's man. a good song. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just a great song in, in and of itself. But, like, you know, rolling up that final, like, you know, maybe 100 yards to to the mural, it was just, you know, almost spiritual. Yeah. Uh, Who's so to say it really wasn't? Cool. Who's to say it wasn't? I'd like That's to right. think that he was watching over you all as, as you rode up to <laughs> the mural. In approval. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dingo and Olive were there. Oh, nice. The I, tall bike clowns. Yeah, I presented them with a couple of sprocket patches. Oh, cool. Thanked them. They didn't quite know who I was as I walked <laughs> up to them. It's because you got a haircut <laughs> I was since in, then, right? Yeah, well, I was in costume. Oh, oh, and you, yeah, you were Prince that yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was this uh, older lady. At one of our stops, there was this older lady came out and... Um, Kind of sickly looking, and I don't mean that as an insult. Like, like she looked like she, she was actually so well. sick. Yeah, like you know, she was dealing with something like, mm-hmm. like serious. Um, but she was out there like watching it, and this other party goer was like, "You should go like say hi to her. I bet it would make her day." Yeah, and I'm like I'm, as Prince, I'm not gonna do that, and. We started rolling away, and she like grabbed my jacket. Like, was, hey, was like, hey, you look just like Prince. And then I said, yes, it's Prince's birthday. And she's like, I know. And like, <laughs> and like I did this whole like, Prince loves you, and Prince will bless you. <laughs> With like your hand wrapped around yeah, her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> That's I don't fantastic. Know. Like, it, it was it was a cool moment. Nice. Yeah, yeah and like you know, I I'm sure. It, 
like she felt great at the end, but I felt amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I made this person's day and honestly, like there's really yeah. no better feeling than when, you know, you've brightened up somebody's day like that. For sure. That's one of the things I love about like people on bicycles in public. Like the situation is just ludicrous enough for cool stuff like that to happen. Yeah. Like we've been saying, the best response to adversity is absurdity. Yeah. And so <laughs> yes. like, you just make something crazy. Like, hey, why are all these bikes here? Why is Prince music so loud? Uh, why are we all gathered in front of a Prince mural? Because Prince loves you. Because Prince loves you yeah. and will bless you. Yes. Right. So that that's great. I'm glad to hear that. It was cool. Very good. Reed, do you do any pedal palooza rides? Are you uh, are you a fan of anything in particular that's coming up? I did one pedal palooza ride this year. I haven't looked at the calendar yet because I, I don't get on the computer enough to hey, like, see it. But nothing wrong with that. I, I heard through the grapevine about a ride in which we were moving the Right to Dream to. Oh, camp oh to yeah, 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 yeah. That's the folks. It's a well, it's it's a rest area, I guess they call it, uh, for people without homes downtown, and it has to move. It's been kicked off of this private property. It's been on forever. Right. And yeah. So now it's completely vacated. They were right downtown on was it. I think it was 4th and Burnside. Yeah, like right next to the Lions, next to uh, Chinatown. The the China Gate, yep. And so I heard that they needed people to show up at their bike trailers, and I just happened to have this big, surly bike trailer. Oh, yeah? Okay, great. You know, I'll come and do this. So I rolled down with my bike trailer, and there was about 20 other folks there that were ready to move stuff. And I was really ambitious, like, man, I want to test this trailer and see what yeah. I can haul. Yeah. So we started lo- – first we, like, loaded on this, like, big propane tank and this cooler full of stuff. And it's like, no, no, it's not enough. So we pulled those off. And we're like, <laughs> like, go get those tent poles. So we put these tent poles on. I'm like, okay, that's a good start. Got the foundation going. I'm like, and then I heard they needed framing lumber on there because they had all these two-by-fours that they're building um, these kind of tent house structures out of. And you're like, so, me, me. So, so I'm like – I'm like, hey, everyone, go grab these <laughs> two by fours <laughs> and load them on the trailer. And yes. we stacked them like three different ways until I finally got <laughs> the trailers about mm, just under six feet long. But we put, I think, 10 or 12 footers on there. And then we stacked a bunch of eight footers on top of that. And by the time we're done, so I didn't realize this is like, you guys seen that Simpsons where Homer's got trying to gain weight to get on disability? <laughs> yeah. And he's got his belly up on the towel rack okay. and Bart's like, towel rack, Homer, and he pulls it off and the scale goes up like another 50 pounds. Well, that essentially <laughs> happened with the bike trailer in that we were piling two by fours on and everything was nice and level. And then suddenly- Towel this, rack. Yeah. The, it towel racked and the whole trailer just like- Bottoms out on the back end. Oh, yikes! And at this point, everyone is about ready to go. Yeah, cross the river to where the new Right to Dream Two is going to be, which is right across the street from the Rose Garden. There's an abandoned parking lot by the big oh, yeah. flour mills mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. down the river. So, so I'm like, oh man, we got to make this work. And like everyone's cheering me on. I'm like, right. <laughs> so there's this like 180 pound dude there, Sean. And I'm like, Sean, you got to sit on, on the, front the front of the trailer. Oh man, <laughs> to balance it, to out. balance the massive load. <laughs> Of this there thing we go. So not only do you have the weight of all of this lumber, now you got a hundred and eighty pound Sean. Yeah, a hundred and eighty pound Sean. How did that work out? Well, the great thing about Sean was he wasn't just dead weight. He could hop off at critical moments and uh, push. Oh, gotcha. And so the I think the most difficult moment where I really sweated the artist was climbing up the Burnside. Oh no, sorry, the Broadway Bridge. We climbed up and we didn't take the oh. sidewalk. We took the actual road. You're on the deck of the bridge itself, right? <laughs> And Sean is pushing all bent over, and I'm, I think for half of it, I'm off the bike pushing, and all these cars are behind <laughs> us, like, one hit the horn, but they're Portlanders, so they don't. That's right. They understand that there's going to be some crazy bike hijinks going on. Yeah. Right. We got over the bridge, and uh, the heartbeat got up pretty high there. And, uh, yeah, we got the lumber there, and I'm excited to see what they built with that. I'm actually really excited yeah. to see what they're doing. They have a bunch of tiny homes there. 
And I think they're going to build a big dormitory and a communal kitchen. So uh, everyone that's listening to this, you should roll by, I think if you go down interstate and right as you pass the Rose Garden heading north, if you look to your left, you'll see a bunch of little tiny houses in this parking lot. And uh, yeah, go peek through. Go say hi. It'd be cool to see what's going on there. And I'm excited to keep helping out. I think it's it's a cool movement they're doing in the city where... Um, they're providing people with this alternative way of living for sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great thing that shows the power of self-organizing. Like people can, people can make something happen if they band together right? and people are stronger and they, they have more resources together than they would on their own, which is, which is super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Well, so tell us how, how do you use your bike? Because obviously you carry heavy things. Um, we're going to talk a bit later about your mobile, uh, mobile repair system that you've got started up. Uh, we're also going to talk about bicycle touring. What else do you do on a bicycle? Right. So I guess I'll describe my bike first. I have a, like a 19 late seventies, maybe early seventies. Even I'm not even sure what the year on the vintage on this thing is, but it's a, it's an old rally road bike steel frame it is a beater and it's the only (laughs) bike i own it's the only bike i've had for the past four or five years um and i use it for everything i mean i'll use it if we're going to a big long bike tour if we're going to haul stuff across town i think the most crazy thing besides that two by four on the bike trailer thing i've hauled is i once found a place where they're framing up a house and if you are um, into building stuff in Portland right now, just go to a job site where they're framing a house, and you can get all the free two by fours. Oh, you there want. you go! It's insane. <laughs> like they just throw—they were throwing away sixteen-foot two by fours where they split the end of the nail. You know, oh, they just like, well, one. yeah, this isn't any good anymore for <laughs> Dude, a house. Yeah, seriously. So I, <laughs> I roll up on this—I roll up on this dumpster, and I just start pulling two by fours out. <laughs> I probably got like, couple like. Two, three hundred pounds of two by four strapped to my back. I had, I had the like the twelve footers going horizontal across the bike rack, and then the six, really? sixteen footers were going along the frame, tied on with like inner tubes. Yeah, it was too heavy to ride, but I could walk it. But it's one of those things where like some streets were too narrow to go down. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so I had to like pick my route back home. Like I need twelve foot clearance at least. <laughs> and I, I used every 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 last inch of that, whether it became a workbench or firewood. You know, nice, um, but. That was that was probably the most ridiculous thing. I feel like for me, my bike is is my it's just my way of doing things. I, uh-huh. mean, I, don't, I rarely go for a bike ride for fun, but every bike ride I do is fun. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a way of getting around, and it's become so habitual and normalized. <laughs> it's I don't even know. I feel like I have a, a pretty good motor on me, and uh, and the I find that it's good just to have a nice, you know, solid frame that you can just go around town and load up with incredible amounts of weight and it will do the trick so <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> well I, i'm glad to meet somebody else who really just has one bike and it's not that I'd, i i would love to be n plus one but <laughs> uh but i only just have the one right now and i i am impressed by like if you have the right frame if you have a durable frame uh you're not you're not worried about pouring some money into it to try and re- repair the stuff that gets broken or whatever uh, you can do that. It works out well. Yeah, totally. So, so how do you have your rig set up for uh, for travel? Like if you're going to go long distance, you're going out for a while, what uh, what do you do to your bike to prepare it for that? Right. So, you know, I've always been kind of a ramshackle bike tour. I, I've never had the Ortlieb or, uh, you know, it's, I for me it's like if you got a bungee cord, 
<laughs> and you got some way to hold your stuff. And you can go touring. You're good, yeah. So you're saying you don't have to buy like really expensive gear to go out and travel by bike? No, man. I, okay, here's my inspiration. When the first bike tour I ever did was back in college. I was uh, going to college in Minnesota, McAllister College, and we decided we were going to ride um, to the to the coast. First, we're going to take the train most of the way because, you know, the Great Plains are kind of boring. Sure. And we're going the wrong direction. For all of you that want to cross the country, it's all about going west to east with the trade winds. And I tell you, it's a big deal. And if you ignore it, you'll you'll understand why. I'm telling you right now, you want to go. You want to go west to east. We went east to west. So you know. Yeah, we battled those winds. And we, met, <laughs> we met this kid. I'm going I'm to have so many tangents here. We met this kid in the town of Chinook. Chinook is, uh, is a native word for, like, super high winds coming off the hills. So we met, in the town of Chinook, while we're battling this headwind, we meet this kid that's going in the direction. And uh, I think that day we biked 42 miles and basically gave every last ounce of strength we could to do it. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm this 18 year old kid crossing the country now. Yeah, yesterday I biked 146 miles. We're going the wrong way. But uh, wait, where was I going with this? Um, you don't need the equipment. Oh right, right. Yeah, I'm losing my train of thought. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good something about equipment. Yeah, the gear on this bike. Yeah, this bike we just. We had these old 70s road bikes, and we just strapped stuff to the back. I think we had some panniers and some bungee cords and just strapped strapped stuff to the back of the bike and rode a couple thousand miles. And it was a really big epiphany for me. Yeah. It was just all you need is the wheels. Oh, no. I know the story. Okay, so we're riding down the California coast, and our bikes are pretty sweet. You know, we had old touring bikes, but they're still touring bikes nonetheless. And we had panniers and all this stuff. And we... (laughs) We cross we pass pa- cross paths with this couple, and it's this they're biking up this big hill, and they got blue jeans on, and t-shirts, and they're pulling kitty trailers full of pop cans, <sighs> and the pop cans are how they are funding their tour. There we go. All right, so uh-huh. so they had basically beater mountain bikes pulling pop cans, doing the same thing we were doing. But they were paying for their way by collecting aluminum along along the road. Right, yeah. It's just like, man, if these guys can do it with blue jeans and pop cans and, you know, beat our old mountain bikes and, like, you don't need much. You just got to have right. like, a lot of gumption and you got to have a goal. And that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. I think that's kind of inspiring because, I again, it's like you can get really fancy gear. And it's funny how gear has become a thing these days. Like. There's a big industry sprung up around selling gear. Yeah. And yeah. it's all pretty and it's all great. You know, a lot of it is useful. A lot of it's great. But you don't need that in order to go out. Like, you can mm. you can make do with what you have or, or if you are a creative thinker, which totally. it seems that you are. Totally. You yeah. come up with solutions that, uh, that end run spending money on stuff. Right. I mean, any any bike can do a bike tour, really. Any bike. And you just have to figure out how to... How to carry your sleeping pad and your a little bit of food and some yeah. water and you're good. Right. It may not be exactly the way you picture it, yeah. but if you're creative and it, like you said, you got enough gumption and a goal. Yeah, you got it. You get, yeah. yeah. So you seem like an upbeat guy. Can I can I plumb the depths? Uh, do you have any disaster stories? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a great question. Um, you know. I think one thing that comes back to gear that was sort of disastrous but manageable was uh, riding through Arizona. I had I had 
these that's tire, all you need to say. These, <laughs> these tires, these tires I was on probably already had like 3,000 miles on them. They're good tires, the Schwalbies. I don't know if I'm saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. How do you pronounce it, Schwalbe? You know, we, that was a topic of debate years back <laughs> yes. on the show. I, yes. I think uh, we've heard everything from Schwalbe to Schwalbe. I like Schwalbe, yeah. Let's go with Lustig <laughs> Schwalbe, and Schwalbe. Lustig. <laughs> <laughs> right. Read Schwalbe. Lustig, rides uh, on Schwalbe. Right. Devlin Schwalbe's. And... Uh, yeah, so the goat heads, the goat heads. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You pull your bike off the road, like you want to get a drink of water, you pull your bike off the road, you got six six punctures in your right. tube. And the, I mean, goat heads, it, I've never quite figured out. They're like, there's something that comes off a plant, right? And they've got these wicked thorns sticking off of them. It's a seed pod. Is, yeah, it? is that what it is? Yeah. A seed pod? It's okay. A seed pod, and it's got two little thorns on it, and they're just, they're really hard, and they're really sharp, so they go right through. And I remember, I was in Chinle, Arizona, which is in the heart of the Navajo Nation. I'm in the laundromat there. And when you're on the laundromat bike tour, you're wearing like the last uh, right. bit of clothes you have, which happened to be banana yellow rain <laughs> pants and this like super colorful bike jersey. I'm, yeah. the only, I'm the only Caucasian dude in there. Everyone else is Navajo. Uh-huh. And I'm looking really weird because I've got like hair down to my shoulders, this huge beard. <laughs> and I'm doing my laundry and I'm patching my tube. And my tube had like six holes in it. And I didn't have another. I think I had another tube, but I wanted to wait like because – there's saving things, it up. There's things that you can patch and there's things you can't. Right. right. So you want to patch while you can. And then if the valve stem rips, you get a big tear. Then like that's when you put your back up in. So I'm patching this tube. And at this point, I'm like literally cutting my patches up into quarters. Oh, so that, <laughs> I'm running low. That's and a pretty good. I never even thought of that. Totally yeah. works. Yeah. Totally works. You can actually sand down old inner tube. If you got to sand it really good, but it will stick. Um, huh. There's a patch. That's how they do it in India. Okay. They, yep. They just sand on old inner tube and stick it on there. Yeah. You just got to get it like really nice and rough so yeah, that super rough it'll sense. galvanize. Yeah. I guess it gives it a little, the nooks and crannies for the glue to seep right. into. Okay. Right. So I just remember being in the laundromat. I guess this isn't much of a disaster, but yeah, like by the time that I finally changed up the, this inner tube, I counted 26 patches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, oh, my. I put slime in the next one. I got the extra thick inner tube. I got a toughy strip. But I didn't change the tires. I kept riding those tires. I was like, these tires aren't dead. <laughs> right. Even on my bike now, I have, like, this this tire that's got, like, all these gouges in it. I was like, yeah. dude, until, like, until I can see yeah. the, the, like, uh, Kevlar strip show through the tread yeah like, i can't give up on this thing you know there's still some life in there yeah, yeah well yeah. and uh, there are many ways to add uh, life to your tires like uh we talked to um the guy from uh spandex optional bike touring yes was peter rice and he was talking about <laughs> stuffing uh tires inside of tires huh. so you like you, you double layer it up and you, you know you do? i don't understand i think you might have to cut some material off it's been just long enough since we talked about it that i've forgotten the mechanics of it but I think maybe you cut the sidewall off of one and then just uh-huh. stick it in kind of like a toughy strip. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. They would just line the inside of your tire. And so you've got two layers, uh, and then you can inflate your stuff beyond that. That's brilliant. Yeah. I met a, I met a guy that said he bike toured up um, through South America, and when his tubes were t- completely dead, he just stuffed his tires full of sand. Yeah. Sand. sand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he said he got Now, we've heard grass before, but not sand. Yeah, yeah. Sure, because, yeah. like, grass, sand, I mean, whatever else you can find, like I old guess, clothes yeah. probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pizza would work great. What are you going to do with all those old crusts, right? That's Your right. No diving the, the slices. Anyways, and, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you like the crust. Yeah. <laughs> I like the crust. If I dumpster pizza, <laughs> usually I will throw the crust away. Really? But if I buy that pizza, I'm eating the crust. I mm, <laughs> no no piece goes to waste. There isn't 
I eat the whole thing. That's good. I That's will good. make use of the whole yeah. thing. I haven't dumpstered pizza in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I, I'm expressly forbidden to dumpstering food. <laughs> Are you forbidden by you or yourself or someone else? I will leave that <laughs> unanswered. Well, I, well, let's just say, is it is it by you? Uh, no. Can I come around this question another way and make you answer? Because <laughs> it sounds to me like somebody you know well might not want you to dumpster. Someone someone who I don't want to leave me. Okay. <laughs> has, gotcha. Has, has strongly suggested that I not dumpster food. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, and someone who I don't want to leave me sometimes gets embarrassed when I'm poking <laughs> around in cans of refuse. Yes. But the other night I did find a lovely, like a, a quarter bag of uh, kettle chips. See? Yeah. See, look at that. <laughs> It was like one of the big Costco size, and most of them had been uh, used in a business. Okay. Uh, but there was some left over. I don't know like why some, they were there. Some like business party, and this was left over, and like no one wanted to take them home, so they just well, tossed them. That's the, weird. The business that this dumpster was was at uh, yeah. was a business that sells food. Oh. So. Hmm. Okay. A restaurant. Yeah. So it was maybe like an open. I'm like just gonna craft stories. Yes. Here. It was a. Uh, some ne'er do well kids went in there in the grocery <laughs> store, started eating chips, and the manager came in and was like, "You can't eat those chips!" And so then they bolted, but left the right. quarter bag of chips. Right. See, I'm just, my course, mind goes those immediately. Those can't be resold, so yeah. you have to throw them away. I think immediately of like the worst possible option. Like, there's something in that bag I don't want to. Rats eat. got into it. Tree rats got into it. Yeah, yeah. Are those squirrels? <laughs> no, no, those are tree rats. <laughs> like yeah, the kind of, yeah. I've heard that rats can climb trees. I've seen one actually. Have you? Outside my house in Portland. Yeah, I've seen a rat in a tree. Yeah. 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 That was that was what I was told was the cause of the rats in my apartment this last winter. They came from the trees? Apparently. That's how they got <laughs> to our house. They're in the trees. No, it was like uh, there was also an old house I'm that burned down right next now. door from my house, and that like you know once a house goes away, mm. that's like one less habitat for all those rats oh, that yeah. used to live there. So they, they came to our house, right. yeah, and apparently they came in through the tree. So we had an arborist come and remove some branches. That's just an excuse for the arborist to. Uh... It is. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it was effective. We paid him. It worked. You got tree rats. You seriously got tree rats. No, no, see that branch right there? That, that's how they're all getting in. Yep. <laughs> but I think it was actually the exterminator was the one who told us, like, oh, no, these, he, like, he took one look at, at something. He was like, oh, no, these are tree rats. <laughs> these, these aren't your regular variety of Are we talking, rats. is this like a, do we get, do we get had? I don't know. I mean, I mean is, is to me, the, a rat is a rat is a rat. Like, is the exterminator I, full of shit? The exterminator's the rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone full circle. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Wait, so where have you gone on long-distance bike tours, Reed? All right, so I guess I got a couple in the bag. The first one I went from the middle of Montana down to San Francisco, and that's what inspired me to realize, hey, you can bike anywhere. Right. Yeah, you just need to give yourself some time and, you know, just – Keep at it, and you can <laughs> uh -huh. make it a long way. Persistence. Yeah, and then the next time I uh, built a couple bikes up at the community bike shop in Boulder, Colorado, which is a really amazing uh, bike shop there, community, community cycles it's called, not unlike the community cycling center, but right. pure pure co-op. So it's a place uh -huh. where you just go and you get to work on stuff and build your own projects. Oh, cool. And uh, built a couple bikes and rode with my friend Nate. Uh, we shipped the bikes out to sweden to stockholm really and we started in stockholm we rode down to 
to Spain, and that was an amazing ride and kind of my first introduction to Europe, and yeah, that was really incredible. And then the the next big ride I did on that on the same bike that I built, Nate's <laughs> Nate's bike, Nate's bike, we had to give away and. Uh, I, on the border of Spain and France because the pedal wasn't threaded in all the way, and we were climbing up this mountain pass, and I guess Nate was already gone. He had left somewhere else, and my buddy Stefan was riding the bike, and the pedal threads stripped out of the crank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, that happened to me on a trip one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks because <laughs> what do you do? Your crank is shot, especially if you it's can't. on the drive side. It's, yeah, and you can't, like, re-thread that crank. No, yeah, it's, well, so our listener Blaine was saying that, like, he had that happen to him one uh-huh. time, and he did, he, like, reversed, or, like, he put the pedal on on the wrong side of the crank uh-huh. and, like, re-threaded out the threads or, oh, like, really? enough for it okay. to get some purchase again. But, wow. that's good. but that's that clever. may or may not work for your particular situation. In this case, yours, did the, or not yours. But that pedal just like gone yeah, out. We gave up on that bike. We gave it to an owner of a copy <laughs> shop, and that's the last time I've heard of it. And now it's hanging like over the door or who, something. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Oh, this is a cool bike. Um, the third bike tour I did was uh, I started in my hometown of Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. On that same bike I rode in um, in Europe and rode down to Guatemala. And that was uh, an awesome trip. I'd never been to Mexico before, I'd never uh-huh. been to Central America. Yeah. And I was just. It was just something I knew that I had to do. Um, I didn't know why. It was one of those things where, like, why do you want to do that? I'm like, it just has to happen. Because it is there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it was also, it's like Mexico is our neighbor. I don't know anything about them. Uh-huh. And what better way to meet your neighbor than, like, drop in full, full open you know? <laughs> yeah on your bike you're just fully open yeah you're totally unintimidating you meet people so so easily and so that trip was really incredible that was the last big big ride i did yeah and uh it's just by myself on that one which is really great i really recommend that to people um to both travel with buddies but allow yourself to travel alone because it is a great way to to discover yourself and discover other people. I mean, yeah. when you're with your buddy, it's kind of about you and your buddy. You learn a lot about each other, and that's a beautiful thing. But if you want to learn a lot about a place or about yourself, then going going lone wolf is pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, so that was a that was a super cool ride, and I ended up living in Guatemala for for almost a year. Um, is that right? Yeah, I was doing this. I was working for this awesome engineering firm called alterna is kind of a sort of like an r&d thing where they're coming with a bunch of different appropriate technologies to help uh serve the folks of guatemala and then we narrowed it down to fish and cook stoves um that were wood burning uh micro hydro plants and my project was biodigesters which really is essentially taking taking Bio cow, cow shit okay uh, can i say shit yes yeah. yes you can say it again shit okay we think we took Cow, cow, cow manure. Yes. Which in Spanish is estiarco. Estiarco. Yeah, we put that. Is into, that a dirty word in Spanish? Or is no, that, no, no, I think that's the way, the good way to say okay. it. Mierda. Would be the Mierda, yeah. yeah. So we took the estiarco and we put it into a tank. Uh-huh. And you put it into a tank with water and it ferments and it creates methane gas. Oh, yeah. And then you can pump that to a stove and you can cook on it, which is... For us here in Portland, it would be something that no one would ever do. Well, health like, code, right? Well, yeah, or but something? it's also a lot of work. It's yeah. Like you got to go get the poop, and you got to put it in the tank, and it, right. it's kind of this messy process. And we can all afford to pay for natural gas or whatever, but there right. it's like there's no for money. Now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. 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 
But know, people are going to want to know. Like in 20 years, they're going to want to know how to put cow shit in a tank and, and make you know and, fuel out of it. Yeah, and cook on it. And yeah. so it was this amazing thing. And so that's what I ended up doing this time is like developing this technology, testing out with folks. And uh, it was super fun, super hilarious. I mean, there's <laughs> it was one of those things where like you just lose all uh, – um, boundaries with dealing with right. gross stuff like yeah. Yeah. I was like this is my life now yeah my day in life is like oh, I'm going to feel I'm going to find the freshest cow patty can like the best cow patty you could find is to put the bucket under the ass of the cow and catch it <laughs> seriously yeah just like right there yeah, yeah. that's good fuel but they really change it is I mean it's the best stuff yeah 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 you, you really, the dried up stuff you can't use yeah the dried up stuff you can't use but some of it's like kind of dry and there's a crust and you peel away the crust and you get the juicy <laughs> stuff underneath. there you go and, and then that you have fuel. That stuff's like been saved. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poop is amazing. Um, <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah, yeah. so. For some reason, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. You know, I'm, I, I'm a man who loves ephemera and like things that don't really matter. But in the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, there's this, an, an account of where the prophet Ezekiel is like, uh, what, God tells him to like burn his own poop and make bread. Oh, for real? Yeah. Really? And Ezekiel's huh. like, I can't do that. That's disgusting. Why would you ask me to do that? And God says, okay, you can use cow dung. <laughs> wow, really? So, yeah. That's, that's the compromise? Yes. I'm going to look that is up. This, is this how, like, Ezekiel <laughs> bread got its name? Maybe. Is this how Ezekiel <laughs> bread is made? <laughs> well. Poop. Poop bread. It's the best part of the Bible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you, you were working down there for a while doing this. Uh, so, how did you transition out of that? Oh uh, yeah, so there was this heartbreak. Ah. I, uh, in any great adventure, you have to leave life and love behind, and uh, I, I tried to come back for it, and so I, I realized I couldn't do it fast enough on the bike. So I, one, <laughs> so one day, <laughs> I'm uh, so to build. Okay, so the. To, the biodigester, one thing, you, can, you don't need just need to use poop. You can use food scraps. Actually, food scraps are better because you think about it. A cow eats food, it turns into poop, and then you can use the poop. To wait, wait, energy. we can skip a step. Skip a step. Okay. Wait till it turns wait, into poop. Wait, this is like compost. <laughs> just, yeah, just put the food right into the machine, and it will make even better methane gas. So Just the thing, pizza crusts? <laughs> pizza crusts are probably pretty useless. We're talking like uh, fruits... <laughs> Okay. Banana peels, yeah, like or even apple like cores, tomatoes, you know? like a tomato that's like kind of squishy. Shit yep. the ferments, that, yeah. Throw that sucker in there. Yeah. Like that thing's full of sugars, and that's going to ferment. And so we needed some way to grind up these things. And so I was at this junkyard. <laughs> the junkyard, this is in Shela, which is a town in Guatemala. And the junkyard's like a, a little little uh, square block, and people like literally are disassembling cars with axes speaking of axe throwing they're really? just like, axing the car really? to pieces yeah and so i'm there and i needed to get this like metal mesh out of this old tractor wall in order to make this grinder that was going to grind up food to put into the biodigester it's kind of like the teeth on the human mouth like you got to uh -huh. chew it up before you can digest it masticate right is the mastication machine and so I'm there, and my little... That would be a great metal band. By Mastication machine. <laughs> 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 I think we really might take it the wrong way. A lot of people don't know the definition of that word. <laughs> Hello, Portland! <laughs> <laughs> so, my my little, like, a metal cutter, the, the disc ran out, and I there's a motorcycle shop next door, and I asked the guy, this guy, Braulio, I said, hey, Braulio, uh, well, I didn't know his name. I said, hey, buddy, can I use your... Uh, can use your grinder and he brings out this big grinder and I'm grinding up and I 
He's got a motorcycle shop. I say, hey, Braulio, um, you uh, you sell motorcycles? He's like, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you ever teach someone to uh, fix a motorcycle? And he's like, yeah. yeah I'd do that. <laughs> sure. Like, uh, would you uh, help me find a motorcycle? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I did totally. Keep on going. <laughs> and I got my bike and I rode back to the shop where we're building these things. I'm like, hey, guys, what do you think about this idea? I'm going to go with this guy, Braulio. We're going to get a motorcycle. He's going to teach me how to fix it. And I'm going to learn how to ride a motorcycle. I'm going to ride back <laughs> oh to the God. United States. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. No, we think that's a great idea. Right, right. <laughs> I got the best friends ever. So that's what happened. I got this motorcycle and I I didn't even know how to I didn't even know how to ride a motorcycle. And my buddy taught me. Next thing you know, I'm like cruising up the Mexican coast. And yeah. I'm back in, back in uh, America trying to like – seek lost love that whole story went to shit and i end up with this another amazing woman who i'm with now and congratulations but uh yeah that's that's how that journey kind of transitioned out of um turning poop into gas and now i'm there we go <laughs> and now you're in love yeah <laughs> there we go so let, let that be a lesson to everyone yeah. <laughs> right. this is fantastic i love it oh so you've got this uh this mobile bike this mobile bike system right. that you're uh you're working on a uh, to be able to repair people's bikes from anywhere Right. Uh, so tell us about this. Right. So our company's name is Sprocket Fly and No relation. <laughs> Although we support them. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Sprocket Fly, the whole the whole concept of it is that we uh we come to you and we fix your bike. Um it started um my colleague Dan Hahn, who I was actually working with today. Right now we're building this like his behind his house, he's got this garage and we're turning it into like a fun house fiber optic bar thing. Really? So we <laughs> so doing some carpentry on the side, but uh Anyways, Dan started this business. I answered this Craigslist ad for a mobile bike mechanic, and I assumed it's going to be this like already burgeoning business. Of course, right. in right. Portland, there's yes. already this mobile. So I responded like, "Yeah, I'm the guy for the job. I do this. I do. Mo- you know, I've been on tours and I know how to fix bikes. I've been a mechanic for a long time." I show up and he's like, "Oh, this is the first gig of Sprocket Fly, and we need to fix these squeaky brakes <laughs> of this guy." And we, we fixed the brakes, and the next thing, Dan and I are talking, and it turned out. We are starting this business together. So it's been about three years now. Um, at this point, we've got a pretty cool mobile shop. It's like this pop-up trailer that we pull behind us. We work with a lot of clients around town. We work with Airbnbs, corporate offices here. We've worked at Adidas. We've worked at Kaiser Permanente, um, a lot of other companies around town. That's kind of our bread and butter is we, we work with businesses. Sure. We do a little bit of one-off. like a, We do a home visits from time to time, but it's yeah. really more effective business-wise to go to somewhere that's got somewhere between four and 50 bikes a to fleet. work on. fleet, yeah. Right. Yeah, like the Jupiter. We just had the Jupiter Hotel um, in town here and working on their cruiser fleet. Yeah. And, so, and any hotel worth its salt in this town has a fleet of bikes. So, right. Because yeah. you got a, you got a bike when you come to Portland. I mean, right. It's just amazing. The Motel 6 does not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up on Powell? Wait, does it? I doubt no, it. I don't think so. I doubt it. And I, you know, I doubt that if even if they did, they'd get much use. Right, right. The Motel Six crowd might be into something different, but potentially. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So our whole gig is that people book us out, and we we sh- we show up, and we we set up our shop in their place. We can set up in a parking garage. We can set up in an abandoned office, or right in the lobby of someone's building, and we uh, fix their bikes. And we do a lot of repairs. I mean, we can do everything from just a basic tune-up to replacing your fork to realigning your frame. And we've had some crazy, crazy jobs that we've taken on. We never, we rarely say no to a problem. There we go. Right. So then uh, let's just do this. 
if people did want your services, how would they acquire them? <laughs> right. Well, if you visit www.sprocketfly.com and check out our website there, that gives us a, gives you your contact information, and you can actually book online. So it's super easy and convenient. There we go. Fabulous. Well, that uh, sounds like a great idea. And I, I was trying to remember there are a couple of the people who have done mobile bike repair in town. I, like, holy spokes, the bike shop started as, as That's mobile, right? That's right. right. Yes. Tim. And they are now a, uh, a brick-and-mortar shop. Um, I think... But they, they still, they still do have some a mobile? yeah. There's there's a few of them around, uh, but I'll but yours check, of course but... is burgeoning, and it's the one we're talking about tonight. Right. So yeah. yeah, holy spokes! Actually, big shout out to Tim. Tim helped us get our start. He gave nice. us a lot of advice. He hooked us up with uh, some bread, good wholesale stuff. So I really appreciate Tim's right help. Um, there's then, enough room in town for for multiple mobile there, bike there shops. Are, yeah, there's Left Coast Bikes. Um, Left Coast is a pretty cool organization, and we've worked alongside them, and they're doing the same exact thing. So. And I know there's also a Canadian uh, group that runs it out of their out of their van. They have like a sprinter van. But oh, really? We are human powered, right? You know? I on my f- my old nish- my old uh... your Raleigh. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know my <laughs> This year is really good, man. Isn't it? On my, on my, <laughs> on my old rally, I I pull that stuff everywhere. I mean, I I have biked you know 20 miles round trip to yes those bikes so, yes so give some give some credit to the bike powered and yeah cars. you're yes. you're into that you're into pulling heavy stuff <laughs> right. and showing up somewhere right uh that's, that's fantastic it's great thanks well reed thank you we could talk to you for hours we gotta have you back sometime yeah it'd be wonderful uh, thank you for coming in tonight yeah, it's uh, been awesome. What a pleasure. Do you have yeah, a, you have time to hang out with our uh, headlines and our mail and our I'm calendar ex- and such? I'm excited. Fabulous. All right, here comes the calendar. I love, 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 love. Don't don't ever use that. What's on our calendar? <laughs> Many things have dropped off since right. last we checked. Many in. things have dropped off. Some things may have changed. Yes, yes. At least one event has been rescheduled. <clears throat> yes. Um. Actually, two need to be rescheduled. Okay. But anyways, let's start off. Second Friday of every month is, as always, and ever will be, Indianapolis Bike Party. That's right, where it is not illegal to drink from an open container outside. Uh, I've been watching pictures and videos of the Indianapolis Bike Party. and I've been dreaming about think, a place, a world, in a world <laughs> where you can open a can of beer I think I in the public like, plaza. Spend a weekend in Indiana- Indianapolis. I mean, to be fair, time. I can do that here, but I can't do that legally here. True. Well, it's it's legal by, it's like tacitly legal here. Like Right. It's right. legal by the fact that nobody chooses to enforce that. I'm always worried that I'm going to be the one that gets pitched. <laughs> you're you're going to be the one? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyways. Which uh, is why I never do it, because that would be wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will continue. May 11th, which has already passed through July 2nd, which is in the future, Vintage Italian Bike Exhibit presented by Brooklyn Velodrome Vintage Wheelman You mean in Lafayette. Brooklyn. What? You mean Lafayette? What? Yes. The No. <laughs> That's Brooklyn. <laughs> it took me a second. Brooklyn, New York. Yes, Brooklyn. Okay. The real Brooklyn. <laughs> Velodrome Vintage Wheelman, and that's, yes, in Brooklyn, New York, at the Italian American Museum. Sounds right. Sure. Uh, June 14th, Bicycle Xmas. Buy your ex a bike. That's coming up. That's like in two it days. Is, seriously. Or it's already passed, depending yeah. on when you've listened to this. Right, right. Um, 
June 17th, which is actually July 17th. Wait, is it? No, we changed it. It was June 17th. I'm pretty sure. Unless, well, hang on. You you read. I thought it was I'll the other way around. I I'll thought, look it up. I thought we. There was some. Uh, there was some. Oh, maybe you're right. I, I think it was. I read we it said backwards. it was July. Maybe I read it backwards. I thought he said. You you look it up. I will read. I will. And then we will double correct. Anyways, sometime, either June 17th or July 17th, or both. Fuck yeah, it's Summer Ride in Indianapolis, Indiana. Fuck yeah, it's summer. Yes. Actually, summer starts on the 21st. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, this year. Isn't, all... it, isn't it 20th yeah. this year? Is uh, it? I forget, like... Uh, there's some no, weird I think thing about the solstice. I don't, know, really? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, not that I have. I, I'm not heavily invested in it being one day or the other. <laughs> well, I'm kind of invested in that. I need to redeem the solstice ride from last year. Oh, really? Yes. Last well, year, remember, I, I kind of ducked out because of. You uh, fell asleep. Does it, no. Does it, start it flat. does it start at sun up and end at sundown? It starts at sundown and ends at sun up. Oh, right, because it's the shortest <laughs> night shortest of the year. Night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's, <laughs> that's right. You Now that you've reminded me, of course, yeah, you had a flat tire, and we tried for half an hour to fix it. Uh, just, yeah. It was only a we half hour. We needed more sand like fire, uh, sandpaper. Yeah. Well, yeah, half hour when started, you're the person. I should have just started, like, you know, pulling grass out from <laughs> Stuff like, the tire up. Come on. You know, just Give me some sand. Right in there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm going to continue on June 18th, Brompton World Championships in New York City. June 24th, Women's Bike Beginners Bike Camp presented by Kat from the Joyride Podcast. That's right. June 24th, The Gathering at Gateway Green featuring Dirt Lab. Sean Stroop, by the way, was on the Alameda Staircase. That's right. Yeah, there's some audio of him talking about Gateway Green, I yes. think, on, on that audio that we released. June 25th, Dad's on Vacation. Dad's on Vacation. That was changed from June 11th because we all knew that was way too ambitious. So thank you for changing that, right. Mr. Iverson. Yep. Now there's a chance for you to uh, dress like your dad and go on vacation. July 7th, the Steens Mazama 1000. Hey, did we figure out whether or not it was June 17th or July 17th? For oh, the, uh, I'm pretty sure it's June 17th. It's June. Fuck okay. yeah, it's summer. July 15th through 16th is the Seattle to Portland. July 29th, Python, Python. with Live Sprocket Podcast. And my band, and all, Lumberjack. And Lumberjack. And a special guest. Right? Secret headlining special guest. Wait, maybe. which one? Uh, Python. No? Yes? No? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we can say Those Willows is going to be there. Ooh! Shit. Yeah, yeah. Portland's oh, yeah. best band, if I'm not mistaken. Right. <laughs> Did they win the Willamette Week poll? I there was a Willamette Week. Poll there was for a Willamette Week band. poll for best everything in Portland, oh. and those Willows. Was, I didn't know band was a was a category in that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it turns out. So I nice. heard about them at the launch of the River oh, Signal. Cool. I've been following them, yeah. and they've done a lot of work to be like you know they've worked very hard over the past couple of years, and uh, so now they are almost too famous for Python, but not quite. But not quite. Yeah. This will be their first and only appearance. Right. Because they will be too famous next year. Most likely so, yeah. September 1st, film by bike in Petoskey, Michigan, Eugene, Origin, Seattle, Washington, and Charlevoix, Michigan. I like Eugene, Origin as a thing. Did I say Origin? <laughs> I Whoops. think we need to start pronouncing the G as, as soft. <laughs> Portland, Origin. I October 6th. The MLX Challenge. That's right. October 6th through 8th, Youth Bicycle Summit. All right. 
So uh, we only have one headline, but it's a doozy. It and is. It's, uh, just like last week, you know, we only bring you the most important news. This one is uh, coming to us courtesy of Josh G. So here come our headlines. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city light. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast as we can into the city light. This is way too long of a title for a news. It's the most important news that we've ever shared on the podcast, hands down, bar none. Feel like your nose is on fire? That's because the Willamette Valley has pollen counts nearly four times what is considered very high. That's right. So That is just the headline. Uh, that is just the title of the headline. Well, that is one of those headlines that you read that and you know basically everything you need to know about the story. <laughs> uh, yes. But, uh, Reed, do you suffer from any sort of seasonal allergies? Doing good. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I, I take Claritin daily. Um, but, man, oh, man. Like, I know it has felt bad on certain days. And even with the uh, the drugs I use to keep the allergens at bay... I have noticed, like, my eyes are just falling apart the past week or so. Really? And so it turns out the reason is ordinary pollen counts are, what, like, 200 would be considered to be, like, very high for most places. Okay. And in Eugene, apparently the count is 720. 720. And this is what, like, parts per million? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, But it is that is four times the count. Per cubic meter. Per cubic. Oh, man, oh, man. So So a cubic meter of, like, an air sample. Yeah. 750, sorry, 750 parts per cubic meter. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Apparently the only place, like, there's some place in Pakistan, I think, that is worse than Eugene. (laughs) <laughs> but we're like basically right up the valley from, you know, the worst allergies wow. of anywhere in the world. Now, is so, it is it unordinarily high for the season or is it just always that high? I think it's unordinarily high for the season as far as I can tell. I mean, think, okay. there's always a spike when the pollen blooms, you know, like anything that makes pollen starts shooting it out into the air. And yeah, Islamabad, actually. Islamabad. Is the, that's yes. right. Is that Pakistan or somewhere else? It is not no Pakistan. Afghanistan. I, I forget. Tell you. All right, but it's in the article. Not. I'm not reading the article right now, <laughs> but I'm glad that Josh sent that along because it makes sense to me. Uh, he was saying that it was about this time of year last year that Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of the Regranary, took us all on that uh, bike camping oh, yes. trip where he proposed to his now wife. And you were just miserable. All and day. it was terrible. Yeah, man, oh man. Uh, you know, handkerchiefs just. Uh, no longer useful. So here's some pointers that the Willamette Week has published. Oh. Avoid the outdoors from 5 to 10 a.m. as pollen counts are generally higher at this point. I'm screwed. That's when I have to bike to work. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's like the only time. time I'm outside. That could be why, though, Like, because I generally don't. I have often claimed I'm not allergic to anything. I uh-huh. don't have allergies, but I have been sneezing a lot this summer. Okay. I've had, like, irritated eyes a lot this summer. You should take some loratadine. It's great. Nah. Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. The, the minute I break down and start taking something, I feel like I'm going to start getting dependent on that. 
you know. Oh, I, I definitely am, and I am very happy about my dependence. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't like me, right? When I'm, right. you know, <laughs> when I'm loose un- in the nose. Yeah, exactly. When I'm like dripping from from both nostrils. Yeah. Dry clothing in a clothes dryer rather than outside on a clothesline. That's a good pro tip because ordinarily, if you hang your laundry to dry, in most cases, that's great because you're saving energy and it dries out anyways yeah. if the air is clear and dry and all that. But if you cover your clothing in pollen, you yes, then that's eh, some old yeah. bullshit. Uh, keep your car windows up while driving. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of assumptions in that point. What right? do you do if you, if you right. bike? Put your bike windows up. Well, you need to get some yes. car windows to put around your bike, obviously. <laughs> uh, lastly, avoid size, side discharging lawnmowers used without a bag. So bag your bag your mowings. I'm or, a side or, discharging lawnmower. Well, get a bag for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's intense. I I am glad that uh, I'm glad that, that it doesn't, doesn't last forever. Like, like that. What if I just live in apart in an apartment? But like you know, my neighbors or even the the super will use a a side dish a side discharging lawnmower. lawnmower. Like there's things you just can't control. I think that's when you go and you cut the cables. You like go into the engine so it, the spark plug no longer the, works. Yeah, pull the spark plugs. Yeah. Yep, you just let it grow. <laughs> Which results in more pollen. Yes. Which well, ultimately yeah, actually, does not achieve the ends that, that we desire. It doesn't help at all, does it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, happy. If you live anywhere else in the world, just pat yourself on the back right now about your pollen count. Because we live in the Willamette Valley. Yes. All right. So we may not have easy escape from all the allergens flying in the air, but one thing I know we do have. We got mail. All right, Keith in Indy says, take your allergy meds to Colorado. Yeah, he says he used to live in Steamboat Springs, and we had debated whether or not I was going to take my my uh, generic loratadine down to oh, Colorado yes. on our hiking trip in a couple of weeks or not. And he says, and he do, says it. do it. Yeah. Um, oh, Al, so we got a donation from oh, Drew the Welder. Yeah, you know what? Before I forget, while we're thinking about it, Thank one of the you things so much, that he Drew. put into the envelope, he he did it old school, uh, where he just mailed an envelope. If you're interested in doing that, there have been a few people who are like, I don't like Patreon or any sort of electronic funds transfer. We appreciate support from people, whoever you are, however you like to donate. For Drew, it's a paper check and a paper card for one free coffee Woo! from Pete's. Oh, so yeah. I just handed that to you because you, uh, you're the coffee guy. Well, now, I now I know where I'm going tomorrow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Drew. Much appreciated. Yes. And thank you to everybody else who donates. We thank you every week, but we want to make sure that we uh, we know you are appreciated. One of those appreciations is we send you some stickers and things, and I just got stamps after, in the mail. After they've rolled around in my handlebar bag for a while. Mm, <laughs> I think they've been in my handlebar bag, unless I take the ones from yours. Oh. Let's trade. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Joyce, Grills by Bike. This is so cool. I saw yeah. it on Instagram. Yeah. I saw these pictures. Uh, today's Grill by Bike pedal palooza ride is 2,000 miles away from me, but I still wanted to participate somehow, so I loaded up my solar cooker and took it for a short spin around the neighborhood, then baked a pan of brownies on my bike trailer. Took about 30 minutes round solar noon. How cool is that? Thanks for the inspiration, Sprocket Podcast. And Grilled by Bike. And, yes. And the Portland Axe bike Throwing. <laughs> Yeah, it was to see if she did that. I I was actually thinking of this, yeah. like doing a next year's for grill by bike uh-huh. while 
while everyone's got their grills out, I'll do like a solar cook by bike. And there we go. You know, do brownies or something. Everyone's Perfect. got meats. Yeah. You need some breads. You do. You do. Bring those carbs in. Yes. Yeah. So Joyce also sent us uh, a comment sometime back. I got to apologize because our comments uh, used to send me an email when oh, they showed right. up. Oh, right. Yes. And then they I went in and looked anymore. at our website recently and we got like a bunch of comments. So my apologies. Joyce also said a while back, sorry to chime in late. Sorry to respond late. But as we talked about on an old episode about switching up who's in front on a tandem, my husband and I tried swapping places once in an empty parking lot, and it was hilariously terrible. Not the feminine empowerment that we expected it to be. Uh, he's several inches taller and maybe 40 to 50 pounds heavier than I am. While we were actually in motion, it wasn't too bad, except that I had to verbally tell him when I wanted him to stop pedaling. When he's captain, he can just stop the pedals as needed. I doubt that I'd try captaining again with anyone larger than me. I think uh, you should. <laughs> okay. In direct response, Eric Flores says, do it. Do it anyway. Yeah, I blame it on him. Yeah, like if yeah, you gotta be a good you gotta, follower. You gotta, you gotta watch. Yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah. He's gotta learn. He's gotta learn how to how to whatever the other yeah. stoke. He needs to learn how to stoke. Yeah, it's not her fault. Yeah, yeah. is this one of those situations where like like dance partners tried to swap? You know, and like the guy just like can't follow. Yep. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, one of those things. Now, I'm not saying anything about your husband Joyce and husband of Joyce. If you're listening, it's not it's not about you personally. No, no, I'm just not, saying. I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, you you are used to a certain role. We're used to the patriarchy. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, in this case, like you're used to, like you know, always being the one to to right. state whether or not to start or, or stop. Right. You're not used to the subtleties of of watching the other person start mm-hmm. or stop. Joyce apparently is. If you know her husband didn't have to tell her, and she had to tell her husband. So, I'm just saying, try it again. <laughs> you know, it's like being in a in a band. You know, the only way that you can really mesh as a band is just to continue playing with each other, learn each other's subtleties, learn sure. how to communicate, you know, with each other. Yeah. In your or be the drummer. Ways. And that way, like, no one can, <laughs> no one can tell you no. Out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is kind of like being the stoker, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more like being the captain, I think. Yeah. You just, you know, pound every, everything out into submission. And it's also, uh, it reminds me of the name of that band here from Portland, Blind Pilot. Where you know you put somebody in a different position and suddenly they can't see you, but yes. they're still piloting. Yes. Yeah. It takes some time. I I think uh, yeah. You say try again. I say try again. Okay. I say don't give up after one shot. I say don't try again if it doesn't break your relationship. Well, okay. There is that. <laughs> yes. Bones can be mended. Relationships cannot be. So you know, do what you got to do. All right. Next up, David Hetty <laughs> replies to a tweet. Yeah, we were say, talking about the uh, the bike tax on the last yes. show, about the possibility that uh, bikes might be taxed. To which I say, that's some old bullshit. And he says, thank you for using ol correctly. That's O-L apostrophe, not O-L-E. Yes, which is like what, Olay? Uh, that's like that's some additional bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, yes it's, it's old bullshit as opposed to ye ol' Bullshit. Ye old, ye oldie, <laughs> <laughs> which cannot be put into a uh, bioprocessor. What is that? Say? Uh, yes, you can. You can. You can ferment anything. Really. Well, yeah, yeah, but I guess you have to reconstitute it, <laughs> and that in itself is its own form of old bullshit. So, <laughs> so last up, uh, this is a comment from Amber. Yes, on our from website, episode three fifty five. 
has justified my feelings of irritation. We're happy to help. Thank you, Stephen Butler, for voicing your opinion about riders who cross the bridge going south on the northbound lane. This is about the I-5 bridge into Vancouver, Washington, the other Vancouver. My From office, Portland, yes. the other Portland. <laughs> My office is literally on what I consider to be the exit to the northbound side of I-5. I constantly watch commuters going the wrong way. My favorite is the recycling crew that goes the wrong way with trash bags loaded to bursting. Someday before my boss arrives at work, I will paint official-looking one-way-only signs on the ground. There's a perk to the location, and that is the constant parade of bikes. It increases my bike envy, but also feeds my love for the ride. Yes. How would you express her bike envy mathematically? Uh, sounds like bike envy is proportionally, uh, what is it? Or, yeah, <laughs> proportional to, <laughs> bike envy is proportional to uh, inspiration. Okay, it's, so the amount of bikes she sees. Like, the more bikes she sees, the more inspired she is. It's a, it's a straight 45-degree like angle up on the ground. Pretty much. Yeah, okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, or maybe with an uptick, you know, it's like maybe a parabola because in, in the summer, you know, you get like this <laughs> curve upward. Yeah, yeah, I think it's asymptotic. Ooh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a limit being approached. <laughs> you can only get so, go, get so, get so excited about it. I fight. see. There's, yeah. there's like maximum excitement. You're right. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. N plus one <laughs> limited by size of garage. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm limited by size of the bridge, right? Because if the bridge was bigger. Well, then it's one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you're right. That particular single bridge. Single file. <laughs> that particular bridge, you can really only bike single file. Right. Reed, have you done the uh, I-5 bridge up to Vancouver? No, I've been to 205. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, 205, there's room for two bikes side by side, I guess. Right. right. For uh, the most part, yeah. I-5 is just one. Just one. It's like a sidewalk. On, on either side, yeah. yeah it's oh, so it's gotta, really narrow with the old, some, like, cutouts. The old railing lean. Yeah. People come by. I've never done that, but I suppose there are, like, there are bridge piling, like, pieces you can, you can like, tuck in between and get huh. out of the way. Yeah. But, yeah. It's always kind of the waiting game and a battle of the wills to see, like, <laughs> how, how close do I approach this person and at what speed before I see if they will turn out yes. to make room for me to pass them <laughs> or right. will I be the guy. Right. So, uh, well, thank you, Amber. Much appreciated. Uh, best wishes with, uh, well, with your compliance with the law, <laughs> because surreptitiously, surreptitiously putting down one-way signs on the ground with paint is probably illegal. Yes. Ask PJ about that. We don't suggest you do that, <laughs> but I'm curious to see how it turns out. All right. Well, let's close this out. Reed, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, if you want to give the, uh, the address, the web address of your mobile studio one more time. Right. That's www.sprocketfly.com. Wait, that's www? There's three Ws. Wait, dot. But I believe you can it's actually not. omit the Ws these days. Do really? I, do I have to put in an HTTP colon slash slash? If you did, then uh, you're really doing your due diligence. I'm, I'm, I'm a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Sprocketfly.com. <laughs> Very good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank All you, guys. Right. Aaron, you ready for uh, ready for this? Yes. Okay, good. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. I just got a text message from my siblings. Uh, our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. 
Email to the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for this theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for incredible graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard. Wayne Norman, who's coming to town soon. Doug Woo. Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane. Richard Wazenski, Tim Mooney, Orange and Purple. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden. Eric Weiss, Dub Cohen Miller, Todd Parker. Chris Gonzalez, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Zoe Campagna, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, who is a new uh, recurring donor, Yay. Uh, Anna, Krista, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Divinci- Division, Josh Zissen. You know, I found out who the actual King of Division donor is. I'm not going to say that. Uh, Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David. Kathy at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, E.J. Finner, and Paul Colbertson. If that's, if your, that's real your real name. name. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Cato. Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, and Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, and David Moore. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far, and all of our current donors who are still awaiting their stickers. <laughs> I promise. They're <laughs> going in there, the mail eventually. this week. This week. Now, brush your teeth. And, well, brush your teeth. Again. Yes. Brush your teeth until, you know, until they're clean. And floss. And go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>